welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan, and that is Sean Bowles. That's me. I'm so glad to be here with you today, Bob. I think yeah. this is going to be a really good episode. It, it is. Today, we have Doug Mahaffey, who is a attorney. He's an employment law uh, practice expert, and he's a civil state and federal litigator. So it's just going to be an amazing episode. Yeah, I know uh, for me personally, I've known Doug for a couple of years now, I think two and a half, three years, and he's represented a lot of uh, mutual friends as well, especially ministers and churches. And he is just a, a no-nonsense guy when it comes to the law, but he's really a fun guy when it comes to everything else. So yeah. I'm glad that our uh, listeners get to hear from him. And I think to have someone seasoned on the level he is, I mean, he's one of the top lawyers in California. Yeah. So to have, and I'm not just saying that, I mean, that's like, you know, that's what he would be credited with and awarded with. Uh, to have someone like him on the show is really important because you want to hear from what is a good lawyer like and what are they looking for, especially when it comes to, if you're doing a kingdom business or a kingdom project, how are you aligning yourself legally? Because it's going to, it's going to be a challenge out there. We all know that like every major company gets sued at least once, you know, it's like every church gets sued at least once and they're in their first 10 years. We didn't thank God, but I mean, it's, it's like 80% of churches, you know? So, so yeah, it's good. This is a part of the uh, world that a lot of Christians avoid or don't talk about until they get hit with it. And I'm glad that we're talking about the legal side of things today. Yeah. I think, you know, in your open, you said he, he represents lots of uh, nonprofits and ministers. And I think, some people are like, what? Ministers need attorneys? And, you know, in this in this age, um, in this age that we're going through right now, we're seeing all kinds of people having problems, high high profile people, celebrity people having problems. And and whether it's true or not, when these problems surface, um, you know, you need an attorney. And we've I think Doug will be our third attorney that we've had on the podcast, and we value experts whether they're accountants doctors lawyers uh as well as anybody else in the marketplace but having having doug here i think is going to be really really interesting well and i think for us you know we do a lot of social justice stuff so i have teams in ecuador and in congo we support justice rising we're building schools in congo and other war zones and there's something that's happened with some of our teams where they've realized to actually have real impact we're gonna have to change policy and laws and nations so we could actually have a true effect and build real education or, you know, in Ecuador, it's anti-human trafficking. And so we put together, our, our team put together the first policy that Ecuador adopted, which went to several other countries. That was the legal process for how to treat victims of human trafficking so they didn't just go to jail. Wow. Yeah, and it was really intense. And I just thought, I, I learned a lot during that. This is about 10 years ago. I learned a lot during the process of this happening because our girls down there were like, they went from missionaries to literally going to the government and being in, their version of Congress and saying, we have to talk to you on behalf of these women and advocate to you. But they had to have legal language and understand we had to write a policy that could be adopted by a nation. So that's way different than we're going to love some girls and put them in a home. You know, it's like, it totally changed everything. And I feel like there's something about this generation that wants to tackle huge justice issues. But some of the people who want to tackle those, God's going to put you in, give you a law degree or give you understanding of uh, politics and changing policies. He's going to do it in a totally different way than just going to, and I love YWAM with all my heart, but just going to a YWAM base. And I love that YWAM, Lauren Cunningham cares about 
the seven spheres of influence and sending people in a real way. But a lot of times we get the image of I'm going to Africa to change the world. And God's like, what if you change a food system from here that affects all of Africa? Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing where I think we have, we, we have the opportunity to think differently than any other generation because we are in the World Wide web and we're connected in a worldwide way. And even legally we can see into, I can go on to any government site and learn that government systems and policy and procedures. And so I think we have the opportunity to change and affect things because we can see it more clearly and understand it more clearly. And God's commissioning people into this. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. So we, there's always been some hesitancy about uh, lawyers, but when you, when you find a good attorney, um, it's someone that you want to keep relationship with and build relationship with. I, I, I think, you know, it's funny with professionals like accountants or attorneys or consultants, um, you build relationship, you usually find them in times that are hard. You know? <laughs> yeah, so true. And, and then <laughs> through those hard times, you build relationship with them. And if you're lucky enough through some good times to know them, so then the next time the hard time comes, you already have relationship. And I, and I liken that to hearing God, to like how we're wired to hear God. Yeah. If we're practicing hearing God in the times when, when we're not in the midst of a crisis, then when we're in a crisis or a deep issue, it's going to be easier for us to hear his voice. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. And you, you've been such a good example to teach those who are around you to really build like what you call covenant relationship to people who are in those roles of accountant and lawyer and advisors, like to really build deep in relationship and not just look at it as a face value. You do a service for me, but actually connect to them. And it helped me a lot when I first met you, um, even connecting to Doug as our lawyer, one of our attorneys that we use. And uh, now as a friend, I just love that about you. And I love how you uh, impart that value. And I know Doug is a result of that. And that's why he's on the podcast today, because we really value him. So we're about to hear from Doug right after this. Hi, this is Shannon from the Bowles team. I want to tell you about an exciting offer for our brand new book, Wired to Hear, written by Sean Bowles and Bob Hassan. It's about connecting God's voice to your life, influence, and career. If you work for a living or run your own business and you desire to hear God's voice for yourself in the workplace, this is the book for you. Right now, you can pre-order Wired to Hear through bowlsministries.com. You'll receive a signed copy, a submission for a free grant, and many other exclusive offers only available through bowlsministries.com. Grab your copy today. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan, and I'm with Sean Bowles and our guest, Doug Mahaffey. Welcome, everybody. I'm so glad you're here, Doug. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, just being willing to share some of your story because we've been impacted by your career, my wife and I, and just our times that we've used your services. And you've been saying, you're not just a voice of a lawyer, you're a voice of wisdom. And you actually are very thoughtfully including your faith and how you talk to people and how you give advice and how you move forward. And that's been huge and a huge blessing and a huge challenge and a good relationship. And I know uh, Bob and I've talked for years about now, since we've known each other that, you know, you want this relationship with like your accountant and your lawyer to be synergized, real friendship. It needs to be real. And I just love that about you, that you're authentic. So thanks for being on today. And thanks for being a part of our lives. You're welcome. Well, we get to go kind of, deep into your story. I want to take a deep dive fast. I mean, how did you get into being a lawyer and talk about just the God journey element of 
how he took you so quickly into the place that you're, you know, that you developed in that short period of time when you first started down in, uh, I believe, Newport Beach. Yeah, I mean, so the the desire, I think, to be a lawyer was birthed early on from wanting to be in broadcasting. Um, I had an affinity toward becoming a network broadcaster. So I saw myself as maybe being an anchor on a news story or a Bob Hassan out there doing a podcast with Sean Boltzon. <laughs> I wanted to you know, be in the public eye, but I realized early on, so I majored in uh, journalism. The people that are really good in journalism, they're really good. I mean, they are sold out. They they have no other life, you know, they, they work all the time to write the best yeah. stories. And I just realized early on that the passion probably for just being a journalist was different. So I morphed from business. And then my oldest brother's a lawyer. And I think I began to think, you know, there's a combination of skills for public speaking and doing kingdom work. And I felt like that there was a combination that got it birth in me to be an entrepreneur lawyer and a trial lawyer. So those are starting to come together. So I got my first job in college as a law clerk um, for an attorney, liked it, and then got a full ride skip, uh, Pepperdine University scholarship, wow. uh, real blessing from God. And they paid everything. They And they actually not only paid all my tuition and gave me spending money and books that was above and beyond, they actually let me work for the university and let me stay in some of the private um, presidential suites that they had on campus. Wow. And it was it was one in a million chances. So I felt pretty convicted early on that um, God must be behind that. And I still have a wonderful relationship with uh, Pepperdine and their professors and administration. But it was a really interesting law school career. So I knew pretty early on that I'd made the right choice. Well, and even going into uh, law, I mean, those indicators of like, I liked being and, you know, doing law clerk stuff. I liked doing this kind of stuff, like, obviously not everybody likes that you were in your lane and right. that's a huge indicator, but I mean, it's just, cause I think of myself, like I remember I, I was moving a uh, legal office when I was 17 and I had to move about, I think 12,000 books. <laughs> it was so many. And yeah. I thought, I don't want to be in this profession because they have to read too much. You know, <laughs> it was one of those things I love reading, but not in that context. But I mean, just the fact that you went into that direction and you knew, and then you had all of that affirmation. I mean, Pepperdine's one of the, to me, one of the best schools. I love that school so much. So to That's be a faith-based university. And I really loved being around faith-based professors. I was part of the uh, Young Lawyer Christian Legal Society, Society at the time. And I think that there is a different view. You know, one of the things that I love, I teach Isaiah. So Isaiah's on my mind. If it comes out, I'm sorry. I've been teaching all week. Um, Jesus says he's going to rule with justice and righteousness in the eternal kingdom. So I always hang on to that and think, okay, so what's unjust going on up there? You know, who's unrighteous? Who's trying to, what bad guys are running around in the final kingdom or the millennial kingdom? This could very well be the millennial kingdom. And, you know, what is happening that Jesus has to rule with justice and righteousness and something early on in my spirit triggered that I want to be on team Jesus in that millennial kingdom or the final, you know, whichever we can debate that, whichever that one is where he needs some people to help him, right? As if he needs anybody to help him. But that spurred me on. And so I think because I connected with some truth there, I really do think there's some truth to this one. I think God gives me a passion for justice and righteousness. And you don't see that, uh, what I consider true passion, outside of Christ, outside of the church. And Pepperdine being a church-based school, Church of Christ, actually, George Pepperdine, they have a clear understanding of that. And it penetrates. And if you're not a believer, 
you know, you're missing some of the subtleties. But if you're already a believer and you go into law and you want to pursue justice, you realize immediately, wow, I'm on a really good team here. This is not just me liking to win cases and, you know, win in front of juries. I'm tapped into an eternal concept. Doug, I noticed in your CV that you're an employment law um, expert, but I'd love to talk with you about your civil litigation, your state and Fed experience. Where is one place that God, that you could think about in one of your major cases that God really came through to you that you would figure it was a God experience? Well, it's a current case that comes to mind. I'm actually representing a Fellow alumni from Abilene Christian, the odds of this are, again, less than 001% that I met on a boat fishing after meeting his COO in the sauna at the 24-Hour Fitness. <laughs> we'll connect that one. Um, but um, he's the CEO of a major leather manufacturing company that actually his grandfather birthed in Southern California in the 50s. And so we've been in the middle district of Florida in a federal district case. And literally every time I pray about that case and think about it, I know that the God's behind it, one, because the company already has a foundation to help people in Hades where they primarily work. They ship goods and materials. They have a big 100-foot boat. And two, the heart of this CEO, who's about 45, is to win this case against the only competitor in the industry who's probably stole about $100 million in market share illegally because they couldn't compete in that legally, so they did it illegally. And take that money and bless these people in Haiti and, and blow that foundation up. And he's the third generation. So the passion for that good works on earth um, is just a God story one after other. And I've had just amazing success. So one of the fun stories in it is that the manager of the company wanted to steal all the employees, trade secrets, the entire team, and literally shut down this operation, which is installation of leather kits overnight. So that because corporates in Texas, they would have woke up on Monday morning and there would have been a sign closed and they would have lost 20 team members, have no idea how this is even possible. But it all was occurring behind the scenes with this manager who was a high level representative of them, a fiduciary, and was stealing trade secrets and employees. Well, at the moment of almost culmination of this, which was a Thursday he panicked because he realized that somehow the CEO had found out and they were flying out and trying to dispel the rumors that this was all going on with the corporate understanding and they had no knowledge of it. And the guy made a phone call to the wrong Dave, my buddy's Dave, but he was trying to call the Dave from the bad guys. And so he calls my Dave and my Dave's smart. He hands the phone to the CEO because they're walking to the facility where all the employees have been told, you've been fired, corporate doesn't care about you. But we have a job down the street with a competitor, and there are a lot of them English-speaking uh, first speakers. So the Dave picks up the phone, but it's my Dave, my friend, and the CEO puts it on record. And the guy's panicked, and he goes, oh, man, they figured it out. I don't know what we're going to do. This is horrible. I mean, and he, a lot of profanity, you know. What are we going to do? They got all the employees. They're turning them around. We can't do this. You know, he just spills his guts. And then, of course, that recording, I tuck away. Well, in an earlier case involving a big foundation that's a large church on the air we had another recording event where we had a ceo record a, a very uh, um guilty person uh and uh smartly put a recorder in his pocket while she was confessing to the founding father of that organization <clears throat> and we learned in that federal cases in new york at the time how to best use that and impeach that witness wow so i learned from really good experiences 
So I set this guy up in deposition, took him down. I said, now, did you ever say these words? Did you ever say we were really going to have trouble? This is socks. You know, did you? And I said, oh, no, no, no. I don't know what you're talking about. I said, well, would you recognize your voice? Well, I don't know if I would or not. You know, so anyway, big drama, you know, crescendo. And I play the recording. And of course, you could hear, you know, pins drop all over the stage because it was a Zoom oh, demo. But um, that was a cool experience because one, God had taken me through another case for another Christian pursuit where I learned a very unusual technical skill, how to use a recording that's otherwise illegal. It's phone tapping in most states for you not to get permission to record. So it yeah. could be illegal, but used properly in a certain way as a technician, you can use it to impeach. So again, what are the odds that God gives me out? Nobody has two recordings in their life where people <laughs> admit things. I mean, come on. You know, so for me to have them back to back, so to speak, and I executed it, you know, perfectly, and then they made a big run to disqualify me and I should go to, you know, the ethics class and all this, you know, nonsense. Judge wrote 100% in my favor, validating, no, no, he used it properly, procedurally, correctly. The jury will get to listen to this. That's amazing. I feel like as a producer, I'm like, I just want to make your story yeah. into a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I just want to make this into a TV show right now. Well, both but, those uh, could be movie segments. They're both oh, totally. You can feel it. But like looking backwards into some of the stuff that, I know you um, You just wrote in some of your show notes that I didn't know about you, just as far as even going through a time when you guys were being sued yourselves and just a really hard period of time. Can you talk about that and just how you kind of won that battle with God? Like just your place of faith made all the difference. Yeah. So, you know, it was all prior to representing this large national foundation that um, clearly spreads the gospel around the world. I would have never known that I was in the pipeline from the Holy Spirit to be part of that team. I, wow. No chance I would have had that as a conscious thought, much less even as a consideration, because I didn't know that the general counsel who went to church with me even worked for that organization. Wow. He was so low key that I had just zero clue that, that he was this really important uh, team member of a very large organization. And so for us, we just knew that there was a lot of really dark enemy stuff going on, crazy stuff. A guy that I'd gotten $400,000 for to one quick story, turned it down, even though all of his neighbors accepted it, it was a construction case. And in the closing argument, my attorney put $500,000 on the table, hundreds with ones, but symbolically 500000 and said he left this on the table and wouldn't take it. And the jury gave him zero. So that 500,000 stayed in my trust account and that vindicated that case. But there was a darkness in that courtroom. I literally felt like there was spirits of darkness and that wow. coincided. I had gone through an unfortunate divorce. And at the time I had a full custody of my three children because my former spouse was wrestling with some bipolar stuff. And so the wow. courts decided that it would be better for the younger kids to just live with me almost full time and visit mom when she was doing good. But my oldest son tried to fight me at 17. Uh, we adopted him at birth. He's 30 this weekend. So he's a much different child than he was at 17. But he wrestled with some Asperger's syndrome and had some social issues. And so long story short is that the enemy entered back at the same time. So there was a couple of uh, years there where my routine was being sued for malpractice, going to social services based on a fight with my son. Other two kids got picked up. So now I have what's called a 700 case 
because they're trying to say I'm a child abuser, which is a total lie. I mean, I blocked the punch from a six foot four kid who, you know, has uh, had challenges at that time. And all of that was coinciding. And, and the funny thing was, it is that we always taught a Bible study. We, my wife and I have taught Bible studies, John and I, ever since we married. And so this was our Bible night. We remember that at the same time, the 08 crash occurred. And so because of the 08 crash, we lost several million dollars in a real estate deal just overnight, seemed like. It was horrible. I mean, it really set us back completely wow. and kind of devastated us. And so we had a foreclosure notice on our door, Bible study, and I had stacked the stuff from both those cases. So we go in and we just laugh. We go, there's got to be a God because nothing else could possibly come against us. And so we just did the Bible study and our friends prayed for us. And, and I learned through that process that if you'll do the basics, just go to church, do the basics, pray to God, do the basics, worship wow. God, do the basics. You have no idea that that powerful, consistent, basic representation, I'm a Christian and I do what Jesus taught me to do, actually is beating back a bunch of stuff that's trying to prevent you from a big thing in your future. All that resolved. Kids are healthy, happy, married. Everybody loves God. So all resolved. They, you know, they're growing up still, but the, everything resolved. And then we got hired um, for this major case that we consider to be a team member of the gospel going around the world to maybe hundreds of millions of people that may never have gone around the world if we hadn't won that case. And position those in power, so to speak, to be able to carry on the gospel against those who we don't think would have. So, you know, you look back and you go, wow, who would have known that? Well, God knew that. And so it, it, the test was, would we divorce, Joanne and I? Would we blow up? You know, would I really hit a kid this time because I'm mad? You know, there's all kinds of enemy things that that were alleged against me that were false, but they were so dark the chances of you normally surviving without God would be very small. You would just, something would have given and you would have changed course. But as it turned out, we look back, we don't laugh about it, but we look back and we go, wow, how interesting the enemy shot off like three years of destroyed Doug and Joanne Mahaffey, not because we particularly deserved it. We, I mean, I suppose we might've, but it's just because God knew we had been slated for something really big in the kingdom yeah. and the enemy was on. And so enemy lost, we through God won, and and we've gone through that pattern, not quite to that extreme, but a couple of times. And we laugh and we say, okay, there must be something big kingdom coming up because yeah. enemies are popping up, making stupid statements about me in law just because they can't win or they're jealous or, you know, some other motivation. Doug, I know Sean's going to have another question for you, but you made a statement about the Holy Spirit pipeline for what was ahead. and. We have lots of listeners that are starting their company or in the middle of businesses or dealing with issues. Could you expand on that just a little bit about the Holy Spirit having something in the future, the Holy Spirit pipeline? Yeah, so I kind of describe it this way in my own life, and I think it's true for everybody. You know, God loves you. He loves me, but he loves other people. And, and because of his amazing ability to craft the nuances of life, he will, he will literally design you and craft you for a specific occasion in the future, an appointment wow. from God. And if you're not prepared for that, and a lot of times that preparation, kind of my recording story would be an example, and, and even the divorce slash custody slash malpractice suit that we went through back in 08 uh, to 11 would be another example. I learned some really good skills from that, not skills I particularly ever wanted to know. Yeah. And then 
sure enough, five years later, 10 years later, somebody at church will ask me for advice. And in business, a lot of times, you have no idea that there's a blessing coming because if you have a heart for giving, so you're going to tie to your church, you're going to give generously to an organization. You have people who don't have work right now, but they're going to work for you someday. So you're blessing their family with employment, stability. And then you're creating in yourself, I think, kingdom skills. I have a big theory on this, that we're not randomly built here. You're not just a, a great prophet. Bob's not a great producer. And Doug's not a good lawyer because all that's going to be left on earth. And gosh, what can I do with these three when I get to the kingdom? God's going to use these skills. He's got a diverse, diverse that's economy. Cool. And he's going to use this. So he's preparing me. He's preparing you. And so business opportunities come from the Holy Spirit, not just because you'll bless people he loves just as much as you, that he needs you prepped for to bless them in different ways, but because you're going to be really surprised, I think we all are, when we go face to face with God in the final kingdom. He's going to have an environment where our natural bent that he built us in the womb that we then used our whole life get plugged in. And then we really get to expand our giftings and enjoy stuff that we're attracted to, but never had the chance to explore. You know, you you might like to sing like somebody that you love on a specific band and uh, you're not going to here because that voice doesn't work that way. But you might be able to do that in the kingdom. Why? Because God knows your desires of your heart. He loves you enough to bless you with those passions. So that's a cool concept in my mind that you're doing something for the future. Holy Spirit's pipeline is those people that are going to be sent your way that you're going to bless because you're equipped. I love that. I think of just um, that divine incentive that we're not just living for now. We're living for our eternal life. Yeah. And we're going to be with Jesus doing stuff. And I mean, the first thing God did for Adam and Eve was give him a job. I mean, you know, like they had a role to play out that actually to do with him, not for him, but with him. And I just, I love what you're saying because I feel like so much of what we do here is a dress rehearsal for like what, when you enjoy your work, when you enjoy what God's doing through you, when you get to heaven, it's going to be like on steroids. It's going to be a, a totally different form. The second thing I really heard that I, I know we got to, we got to close this up, but I really heard from you is that I love the the appointment that, that there's an appointment in our lives in different circumstances and how you were with that uh, organization. I know who they are. So I'm trying not to say it, but the organization that's probably one of the most prolific organizations that's spreading the gospel and bringing media in the world and how you were brought beside them. And you had said before we are talking on, on air, you'd said the odds that I would be the lawyer for this were zero. And yet that I was picked and I was prepared by God when I was in my mother's womb or before that. And I just think that there's this, this holiness in that. And there's this goodness of God that keeps you on track through the battles that causes you to say, no, but my, my days are appointed. I'm not choosing this. God's choosing this for me. I'm partnering to his choice. Like I really like that for people in the business community here. Cause you can see that maybe for a pastor or a priest or somebody who's like going after ministerial role, like they were appointed by God. But I love hearing you as a lawyer saying I was appointed by God in my mother's womb for this. Like that's a huge, powerful component of conversation. And I'm glad that Bob and I got to hear today and that our listeners get to hear, because I think we need to feel that like you're, you're well into your career, super developed, have won awards, have, have just, represents some incredible organizations and people. And to hear you say that is so important. So thank you for sharing these pieces with us and from the struggle and from that, those, those kind of breakthrough realizations and moments from God. I think it's huge. Joy sharing it. It's all truth. Well, we so appreciate you, Doug, seriously. Thanks for being in our lives and thanks for being on our podcast. Anytime. We'd love to come back and I'm going to, hopefully get to see you after this sometime soon to catch up because I know there's a lot going on that I don't know. 
Yeah, come come when you're back in California. Let's do it. Well, All right. Stay tuned next with questions with Sean and Bob. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I want to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're a family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Well, welcome to uh, the questions with Bob and Sean. And we wanted to tell you that we're doing lives every Thursday, Facebook lives, YouTube live. Uh, are we on Twitter? I don't know. We're live on <laughs> Thursday. Uh, this Thursday is going to be at 4 p.m. And today's question comes from one of the lives because people ask us questions and we can't answer all of them. So there's two, ways to, there's, there's two ways to really answer questions with us. You can go to bowlsministries.com and press the ask questions to Sean and Bob button and audio record, or you can ask a question on uh, our lives. So today is from Catherine Garvey from Facebook. And she says, can you possibly talk a bit about where prophecy and financial income meet? That intersection, Sean. Where prophecy and financial income meet. I, I mean, I think here, here's my thing. And if you've read anything about me or heard about me, probably one of the things that came up is Keys Evans Economy or the concept that I've introduced. That's not necessarily a new concept, but the way I've introduced it is kind of new, which is for every destiny or every appointment that God has for us, there's always resource. There's always mm. finance. So mm. if there's a people we're called to love, there's always going to be the resource to get there and do it. So the, a lot of prophecy has a resource connected to it. And so meaning like if I'm called to reach Africa, if I'm called to do a business, if I'm called to have a family, there's always resources that it's going to take that we have to have faith that God will provide for that to be successful and for it to be full and thrive. So a lot of people, you know, we've done these like clinics sometimes where, a lot of people don't think about that resource, so they don't know where finance and income meets with prophecy. But we'll sit down and say, okay, tell us all the things you're called to, and they will. And then we'll say, what resources do you need for those things to happen? And they'll be like, mm -hmm. oh, I, don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. You know, and we'll say, no, write them down. What do you need? Do you need buildings? Do you need, um, you know, uh, uh, relationships to accountants and lawyers and these kinds of people? Do you need, do you need this? Do you need that? Whatever. And I did that coming to LA. Like, what are we going to need to plant a successful church in LA? And I wrote down, we're going to need some of the best musicians we can get. We're going to have to pray those in. We're going to need finances to have a regular weekly space for a while. It might just be once a week. We're going to, and I wrote down all the resources we would need. And I looked at God and said, you want this more than I do. I need at least this. You're dreaming mm -hmm. beyond me. And so I think a lot of times we have to look at God's going to lead us prophetically into our assignments and speak over the finances. And it may be a different, maybe you're talking about investments or stock markets or whatever. It's the same concept that God wants to speak to these things. 
but usually it's not just connected to you making tons of money with no purpose. Usually there's a motivation or a motivator behind it. So find the motivators and the motivators help lead the prophetic journey into the success. So many times I have met people who think they have the right motivators, but they're not doing the work. So they're not actually like, you know, I was involved with one group that was an investment group and they, they never really studied out or did the right research out on the groups that were investing in the stock markets and commodities. And so they would just come up with prophetic revelation and all this stuff. And they could tell you what angels over what market, whatever, but nothing ever worked out because they didn't have any professionals. They didn't do any of the real research. They didn't know what other competing companies were in the market. They only would see like a vision of the one that had these three letters and the whole thing. And it never went anywhere. So, so prophecy can meet financial markets, but you also want to be wise and use research and understand, especially if it's an investment thing and God's speaking to you numbers or names or whatever, that you do the research. It's okay to Google the company and see, and to Google other companies that are the competitors to find out, is this worth it? Is this a stock worthy of investing into? Am I, is it a long shot stock? And so do I need to apply faith for a long shot stock when it's my first 10 times versus something that I'm, I'm seasoned 20 years in this, which I'm not. And I'm going to invest <laughs> with a lot of risk because I've, I've killed the line in the bear in this market of investment. And that's where I think a lot of people just want to obey God right out the gate. And they think the first thing they hear is 100% God with 100% impact. And then they're disappointed because it doesn't work out. And I'm like, no, just take smaller bite-sized pieces. Like I've, we used to do an investment group and I, I didn't make the investments, but we would ask God for strategies and we would do it for six months on paper before they would actually make any investments mm -hmm. when they were learning how to hear from God. And a lot of them would drop out and say, this isn't my strength. This isn't where God's having me. I thought this was a great idea, but I have two friends from that group that still do it today, but for real, because they heard from God. But I think like, those are the kinds of things you're allowed to learn and grow and if you take the growth process out of where prophecy meets financial, you know, income, then you're going to be, you're going to be very disappointed. You know, Sean, I love what you said. You talked about a prophetic plan about asking God for the resources necessary. And that so dovetails to what I talk about all the time is building a strategic plan. Once yeah. you have the prophetic plan, once you understand the resources like Sean's talking about, then it's time to take the next step and actually spend some time, some grit, determination, and work ethic and write out a strategic plan. Uh, whether, you, whether you work with an incubator or some friends or some mentors to find out, is this where, uh, is this prophetic plan that I have? Does, it, does the rubber meet the road strategically? And are there supernatural strategies to go before you? And it sounds sort of ethereal and complicated, but it really isn't. It's really, we're all wired to hear God, aren't we, Sean? We, Absolutely. we, we have this ability to hear God in different ways. And so if, if we're asking the Lord for this, if we're spending the time to listen, he's going to speak to us in so many ways. And Absolutely. I just love this question. Well, and I think of kind of the pioneers too, who were like looking at how faith meets marketplace like the Full Gospel Businessmen's Association, some other groups. I mean, uh, I, I, I always say the names of the guy, Deepak Shakurin, I believe is his name, who started Full Gospel, who was an Arminian who escaped genocide, who heard from God powerfully on how to create business and wealth. And he started this group to help encourage people to hear from God and encounter God to, to create resource because he was saved out of a genocide to create resource with God, along with a lot of his Arminian brothers and sisters. And so I think like, you know, a lot of these pioneering groups who started these organizations, they had an ability to hear from God. And now it's time to go 2.0 and say, our generation, we have to have this as one of our tools in our belt. And I'll just remind our listeners, we do have Wired to Hear for sale. And I don't probably play it as an ad, 
but we don't want to just advertise this to you. We want to tell you we created a resource to help you on this journey. And Catherine, this may even be one of the um, one of the, the tools. It won't be an answer, but it'll be a tool to help you develop that sense of hearing God that mm-hmm. I think uh, this question really deserves. So thank you so much for asking the question. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, and share it with other people, especially those people who are in the marketplace, a place of influence, they have careers or entrepreneurs. We want to hear from you. Please write us at infobullsministries.com and tell us how this podcast is affecting you. And this podcast is made possible by partners like some of you who are uh, sowing in generously and allowing us to be able to make this for everyone else. So thank you so much if you are a partner, but if you want to become a partner, we have an incredible partnership program at Bulls Ministries. Go to our website at bullsministries.com. We're going to get special videos, teachings, and also personal contact with our team where we pray for you and just we're on the journey with you as you're on the journey with us. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.